When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Big Ten Previews and Projection Show, episode number 12. Flying through these, you can check out our other 11 episodes as we take a look now as who you, the fan, rated the number two team, the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm Luke Yardy, joined by Anthony Broom, ready to talk about a Wisconsin team that a lot of people seem to be very high on this year, Anthony. Yes, they are. And... They should be, because I think this team is very good of all the teams in the Big Ten where you can go, gee, I wonder who has a chance of taking down Ohio State this year. Wisconsin would be, I don't think it's any surprise, they're the number two team in our in our rankings here. Wisconsin is the team, and you guys agreed by voting him that way. I think that, obviously, for that to happen, they don't play in the regular season. For that to happen, it has to take place in Indianapolis. But I like this Wisconsin team a lot, and it, it really – there are some big questions there, namely offensively, and we'll get into all of that. But I think that when we talk about pandemic seasons and who was altered by what, again, remember Wisconsin comes out and blows out Illinois, who was bad, 45-7 in the first week of the year, October 23rd. They don't play again until November 14th, oddly enough, at Michigan. Blitz them, like that was a night game. That was uh, 49-11. That was bad. But after that, it was it was pretty, pretty poopy, pretty poopy. Here's, the, number, here's the numbers for you. Their first two games, they averaged 47 points per game. Their last four, they averaged 10 points per game. Yeah, that's including scoring 42 or 42 points. Does that include the bowl game? No, no, just the, the end of the regular season. OK, well, they, had a nice at least they did find something in, in the bowl anyway. They had a nice little bowl game victory in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Remember, that was the game where the rumor was that the winning coach was going to get doused in a bucket of, of Duke's Mayo. Mayo they yeah. never did it, which if ever there was a Duke's Mayo program and a coach that would be super on brand to be doused in Duke's Mayo, it is Paul Christ, and it would have been Wisconsin. So we were deprived of that, but he probably yeah, they had that, yeah, that he'd, point he'd loved it. Middle, in the, middle of the season where – Again, you don't play for whatever it was, two or three weeks, and then you come back and play two games, and then you have another week or two. You have another week off between playing Indiana and lose a close game to them. So uh, Wisconsin goes four and three, three and three in the Big Ten. We just said they won the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Something that really stuck stuck out, and this is not like – Wisconsin is never like this high-flying offense. It's, it's an offense that a lot of people are kind of mad that or, – or kind of – mad that Michigan was running in the early years of Jim Harbaugh, you know, this ground and pound type of type of scheme. They pull, they pull their offensive linemen off of John Deere tractors. They pull their running backs out of, you know, the, the, the they just track stars, man. I don't know. They, they just I, find the fastest kids. They, they just, they, they, no one's done a better job of off of developing offensive linemen and running. They, back they say our big brutes up front are going to fill a hole. You just hit it and run as fast as you can. I say nobody's replicated that. I mean, Alabama's done a pretty good job of that. But outside of Alabama, Wisconsin is is right up there too. So 
yeah, again, but last year they were 88th in scoring 62nd in rushing, which is super. That's the most surprising one. This is yeah. usually one of the, you know, a top flight run game. They were seventh in the big 10, 108 yard, 108th nationally in passing yards, 13th in the big 10, 103rd in total offense, 12th in the big 10. So not a very, even with those two, first two weeks where they scored, you know, almost a hundred points combined. It was just, it was doo-doo after that. Yeah. Last five years, they've been really good. 46 and 16. Paul Chris, he enters his seventh year as the head coach of Wisconsin with a 56 and 19 record. What I'm interested in though, Anthony is now that Barry Alvarez is retired. It, does Paul Chris now become j- the head coach? <laughs> you caught me mid sip. Damn you. <laughs> um, well, Barry Alvarez, <coughs> sorry, God, I'm dying. I'm keeping that in there though. As proof of my perseverance. Barry Alvarez took a advisory job with the big 10. So he's still like around in the shadows. Yeah. He might still be like the shadow coach, but yeah, Paul Christ, let's talk about Paul Christ 56 and 19 and six years there on the job. Done a pretty nice job. Again, he kind of took the baton that Brett Bielema um, handed off or Gary Anderson kind of discarded and went to Arkansas for. But he's, he's done a really nice job there, a team that more well, often than forget, not. Wasn't it Gary Anderson who took over for, uh, it for Bielema? Was. And it then was. he went to Oregon State. Like, why would you go to Oregon State? It was only one year, wasn't it? Two, I think. I think he was there two years. God, what a and weird little – <laughs> what a weird little – because then Oregon State's head coach went to Nebraska, right? Mike Riley? Yes. Yes. God, what a weird little rip in the multiverse that was. What happened there? I have how no do idea. You leave, how do you leave a team that's just churning out, you know, division winners in the Big Ten to go to Oregon State? Well, then Paul Christ was at Pitt for one year and then went to Wisconsin. So, like, so many – there were so many programs involved in this, like, so many middling programs involved in this, like, gobbledygook Wisconsin transition. And the only one that ever survived it, because Arkansas has stunk, Oregon State – stinks pit is average still stinks no nebraska still stinks obviously no one has really benefited from that other than wisconsin so like i i i say the barry alvarez thing tongue-in-cheek but also wisconsin just played the same brand of football since he left and they just kept winning games well it's a formula that works and that's that's the key it works because they execute it very well Mm mm-hmm and they go get to get the offensive linemen that don't have any recruiting stars because they're just, you know, they, they just stay on the farm. They don't, well, they don't go to football, football camps. camps. They just right. shuck corn and, and throw <laughs> cinder blocks. They show up, on, they show up on campus and they're like a weight room. And then they go bench 560. They've so got farmers compared they've got to farmers tans and those like tribal tattoos around their biceps, but they turn into all big 10, all, you know, all American performers. And they just churn right. out guys to the NFL every single year. So Paul Christ, he's also the offensive coordinator. He's the play caller for them. They've got Jim Leonard, who's been the defensive coordinator since 2017. And this is another uh, another group, Anthony, that really hasn't lost a whole lot. They lost Garrett Groshek. I, I mean, he was he was decent last year as a running back, 300 yards, two touchdowns, average four and a half yards a carry. And they lost uh, Eric Burrell, who had 23 tackles, two pass breakups, and an interception from the safety position. But nothing really like damning. 
you know, uh, Jalen Berger as a running back, I think he's going to be just fine. He only played four games last year and he actually had one more yard in the same amount of TDs as Groshek did a year ago. And then you've got Graham Mertu who's coming back for another year. It's his third year on campus. I believe he's a redshirt sophomore, but the highest ranked recruit Wisconsin's ever had at the position, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. A guy who, I mean, when he was on last year, it looked awesome. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. he played two defenses in his first two career starts that were, they were throwing traffic cones out there, right? <laughs> and, you know, we talk about Michigan and, and Illinois defensively last year. So that certainly helped his numbers a bit, but he, he's, he's very talented. A guy who I think, I think he's a real thing. I watched him in the uh, army all American game, man. He was, a, I think he was offensive MVP in that game. He was an absolute stud. Yeah. I don't know. And again, NFL, the way the NFL drafts its quarterbacks now is so odd. Like you, we would think a guy like, you know, think a couple of years ago, a guy like Josh Rosen, who seemed like a super polished passer, pretty to me, seemed like a safe pick. That guy flames out. But then the guy who completed 57% of his passes at Wyoming, Josh Allen breaks out yeah. and, you know, becomes this MVP caliber guy. Somehow takes the biggest jump in passer accuracy in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, it kind of kind of stamps out the narrative that you can't improve your accuracy over time. But uh, I, I, the point I was making with that is that I think that if Graham or I'm sorry, Graham Mertz. Yes, Graham Mertz. Sorry, I got confused with uh, him and Jack Cohn down at uh, who's at Notre Dame now, I believe. And they, those two teams. Oh, we'll talk about that soon. Those two teams play September 25th. They do. Uh, Graham Mertz, I think, could be a guy that is like a day two quarterback that's off the board. Maybe. Maybe he's got that first round potential if he, and he is draft eligible this year, technically. So we'll see a big year from him. I mean, maybe he has that big type of Joe Burrow type of year. Haven't we haven't seen guys from the big 10 really do that yet outside of Ohio. You know, I was going to say unless Justin Fields counts, but he was, he was also not unexpected recruit, you know, I mean, was it, I I would compare it more to maybe like a one-year wonder, like Dwayne Haskins like a guy that comes out and then throws 50 touchdowns out of nowhere, but it's not surprising when those, when someone from Ohio yeah. state has a big QB season, Wisconsin has never really but been it, known. For he, had, he had great numbers. Haskins did, but they kind of, you know, outside of beating the breaks off of Michigan, they kind of stunk that year a little bit. They, they played good at the end. They, they beat the breaks off Michigan, beat Wisconsin or Washington in the Rose bowl. But I mean, yeah. they were a, a Maryland two point conversion away from sending Michigan to the, to Indy. And the rest is history. But yeah, you know, but I it's think not that, like it's not like he had the, the Joe Burrow year. You know, we really like you said, we haven't really seen anyone in the Big Ten do it unless you count Justin Fields. Who, right. I think that was all long winded way of me saying that Wisconsin's never really been known for its quarterback play. They've gotten good quarterback play, but I think Mertz is really the guy where you're talking about if you're looking at a quarterback in the Big Ten who might be able to make that type of Joe Burrow leap in the right set of circumstances. I think it's him. And to a much, much lesser extent, and Joe Burrow is a bad comparison, but we're just talking guy who breaks out, has a great season, like to a much lesser extent, maybe that's possible for a guy like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think has Wisconsin had like a regular starting quarterback in the NFL. Someone is screaming the answer at us listening at home right now or in their car, wherever you're at. Shout out to you. That's you. But I honestly can't tell you. Russell Wilson. Well, I guess Russell Wilson, but he's, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's like, he also played at 
you know, it's like, does is Jake Rudock count for Michigan? Like, I guess, but he's also like Russell Wilson played at NC State for like most of his career, you know? Right. I've never, like, I've never, I've never known guy. Right. Yeah. Someone who comes into the program and is there for, you know, three, four years. I'll tell you what, you stall and talk about something else and I'll look that up. All right. Well, let's take a look at, you know, some of these guys, Jake Ferguson coming back for the Badgers here as a tight end. He Barry Alvarez's four- uh, grandson, by the way. Really? I did mm-hmm. not know that. That's a fun little factoid. And he's a good heck of a football player. Four touchdowns, Mackey Award watch, uh, Mackey Award watch here in the preseason. They're bringing back Jack Sanborn. He's been a third-year starter. This is his third year starting at linebacker for the Badgers. Led the team in tackles the last two years. He had 52 last year, one tackle for loss. So they got some studs uh, returning their top three pass catchers as well. Returning a bunch on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, can they're I, just they're pretty much returning I, everything. Can I interrupt you to read off some Wisconsin quarterbacks? Yes. Daryl Bevel, Scott Tolzien, Brooks Bollinger, John Stocko, Jim Sorgi. Honestly, maybe the best career because he backed up Peyton all those years. Um, who else here? Joel Stave. I remember Joel Stave. Oh my Bar- God. That is a Bar- name I Houston. Yeah, that's, I don't see any NFL Hall of Famers on here. So, yeah, like if we count Russell Wilson, I'll, I'll give them that for sure. And what do they do when they, you know, when they get Russell Wilson, they go to the Rose Bowl. Right. So, and they haven't needed it though. They've, 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 no, been yeah, there absolutely. More than a yeah, few times. Right. right. So, yeah, like I said, I, um, I, something fell. Okay. Like, is there, is there any universe And this? This is probably going to sound really stupid. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, is there any like universe where having a four-star guy like Mertz hurts because you want to not play that brand of football anymore? Mertz hurts. I love that. You, you, like you want to, you want to put the ball in his hands and let him make plays because he's a dynamic thrower. But you've been winning by having Melvin Gordon rush for 400 yards and four touchdowns a game. I think their biggest problem last year was that they didn't have a, they didn't have, like, this is the first time in a while where they didn't have that dynamic type of back. Mm. You know, I think that there's a lot of people that are hopeful that Jalen Berger can be that guy for them this year. But I just think that if they have the ability to run the football, Mertz be damned. Like they're going to run the, they're going to run the hell out of the football. And that just, to me, I know this is the way they probably see it too. Like that, all that does is open everything up for them. So yeah, like I said, I I think offensively the piece, like they're a much better offense than, like I said, the 103rd in the country last year, also top five defense. What the hell? That won't happen again. I'm willing to bet out of everything we've said in any of these shows, I'm most confident that will not happen again. So Yeah, uh, and so uh, I feel like this is a good time as any to, to take a look at the schedule. Also, similar to Penn State, who in our last show we, we talked about, if you want to go check that out, if you missed that one. Well, did, uh, we talk, is, did we talk their defense? Uh, a little bit. Fifth in the country last year, Jack Sandborn coming back, really bringing back pretty much everyone. Yeah, bringing back Jack everyone. Sanborn, Leo Chanel, Colin Wilder, Nick Herbig, Scott Nelson, Noah Burks, Fallon Hicks. I mean, they're bringing back pretty much their, their top tacklers. Uh, they're missing a little bit in the secondary with Eric Burrell, but 
Yeah. And Jim Leonard rules too, as a defensive coordinator. So yeah, that was, it never would have happened, but when Michigan was making its coordinator change this off season, like Jim Leonard, there was two guys, two pie in the sky candidates for me. It was Jim Leonard and it was Marcus Freeman. And obviously those two guys elected to continue hitching their wagons to programs with a little more solid footing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, to be nice about it, but yeah, the great, you, you know what this team is and we know they're talented. So it just, it doesn't seem like a hot take at all to be like, Hey, yep. That's, that's the best team in the big 10 West. Are, are you, but are you concerned at all about that offense or does like the, the Duke's Mayo bowl kind of put your mind at ease a little bit? I think I put stunk man for, for a good part of that year. Yeah. But so let's, let's look at that a little bit deeper though. So the one game was at Northwestern Mm -hmm. best defense in the big 10 last year. We've talked about them a few times throughout that. I mean, they, the Northwestern defense is the reason that Justin Fields is playing for the Chicago bears right now and not the New York jets or San Francisco 49ers. You know what I mean? Right. So they did that to everyone, Indiana, that's what I'm kind of surprised by, especially with that, that being a home game, Iowa, Iowa, yeah, Wisconsin, that's the, that's the Spider-Men pointing at each other. So but I'm 17 not, in regulation against Minnesota. Yeah, it, it was rough. There, there's no doubt about that. And, and I think part of that's COVID. I think part of that is just, Again, they weren't able like to I want to be I want to be like this team is going to win 11 games, but I'm also like, hold on they, a second. Like they couldn't know. run the football last year. And for them, that's like it's like the Black Knight from from Monty Python. Like it's literally when they can't run the football, it chops off all of their limbs and they can't do anything well. So Just a flesh wound, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you're asking me out of all of these COVID season things, all of these alterations, it's. Mm-hmm. they're going to be able to run the football again. Like, okay. That's they build their entire program around it. They had a full off season to put that stuff in. They like Jalen Berger a lot who again led the team, you know, he led the team in rushing, but there's, there's the buzz that he's going to catch the ball too out of the backfield, which if you're looking for a weapon for Mertz and something that can open everything up here, that's something else to keep an eye on. So yeah, I, it's one of those things where because of they've, it's what they've been able to do for 20 years. Right. I'm confident that one year is the outlier for them. Yeah. And this is, uh, it's no cupcake of a schedule for sure. 26th hardest uh, in the country this year, according to Phil Steele, as we talked about, they start with Penn state. I still like them in that game, but it's not an easy game to start with by any stretch of the imagination. Then you get Eastern, you have a buy and you got to go play Notre Dame, I believe in Wrigley, right? Uh, Yes. Yes. I mean, Notre Dame, they were a college football playoff participant last year, you know, uh, and then, then you've got Michigan right after, and I'm not saying, you know, Michigan's going to walk into camp Randall and beat them, but I feel like it's going to be a tougher test for them than it was a year ago. I feel very confident in saying that. And they scheduled army don't schedule the service academies. Oh my God. Army, Wisconsin. I'm suddenly over under in that game at <laughs> 15 and a half. Legitimately that, oh man, but it's also going to be like appointment football. You're going to want to watch that game because of that. Exactly what you said. 
Like that's got no, no. I, got, I have no, no. Don't, don't make no mistake. I have no interest in watching that game. No. None. Oh my god. I, I, I feel like you know, Vatek excited. It's going to overtime, zero zero sort of sort of memes here. Yeah. Ed, oh God. What, what are you, what are you doing here? What are, what are you scheduling Army for? They won't. They won't lose to Army. But God, why do you guys keep doing this to yourselves? Right. You don't want to do that two weeks before Iowa. Like you pretty much you lose when you schedule army, you lose pretty much an entire week of just working on your regular defense. Yeah, pretty much. And then, and then the next week you go to Purdue, which we know like they're going to have some kind of weird exotic offense. So to go from the triple to whatever Jeff Brom does. You're right. That could be a trick plays like crazy. Can you, is there a scenario in play where like they lose to, let's just say they lose to, they lose to Notre Dame, lose to Michigan. You beat Illinois, but it's like a close game army. You, you beat them, but it's like an annoyingly close game. And then like you go to Purdue and then lose. And then everyone in Wisconsin, like loses their minds. Is that scenario in play? Absolutely. I, I can never say it's not in play after Purdue waxed Ohio state at home. Right. Like I just, it's never an auto win in a, in a big game scenario like that. You know, I'll tell you what though, the last, if they get November, Iowa November shapes up good, good there. Yeah, absolutely. They do have to go to Minnesota though. Yeah. And we talked about them. We actually are a little higher on Minnesota than our, uh, the, the listeners are. So that, that one could be a little tough, especially on November 27th in Minnesota. That's never, that's never fun at TCF, you know, I think Wisconsin's going to win the West, but there's a scenario where that. they're, they're disappointing this year. There is, that is very much in play with this schedule. Can I, can I, I mean, this isn't a bold prediction because I, I think the schedule and the way everything breaks out, that's, this is kind of the hope for the big 10. I do think November 27th at Minnesota is, is for the big 10 West title. I th- yeah. If Wisconsin doesn't have it wrapped up by that. I also think Iowa's a dark horse. I remember I I'm a little higher on uh, Iowa than you are. I took the over on there. Yeah. Over-unders. I think that is that game on October 30th is going to have massive implications. Wouldn't, would it be something if on November 27th and I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but you've got Nebraska or I'm sorry, Nebraska. Good God. They're playing Nebraska the week before Minnesota. If Wisconsin and Minnesota are playing for the West and Michigan and Ohio state are playing for the East. So you've got like, it's almost like a mini playoff as the precursor to the playoff to get into the playoff. Wouldn't that be something that would be amazing. God, they're over unders at nine and a half, man. This yeah. is, this is, this is tough with this schedule. Cause it's like, yeah, could I easily see them being 10 and three or 11 and two? No question about it. But I mean, let me just, let, let me just put this out there. Eastern Michigan win Illinois win. Army win, Purdue win, Rutgers win, Northwestern win, Nebraska win. That gives you seven. So they need three more out of Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Iowa, and Minnesota. Three out of that bunch. Is Can they do it? Are they probably going to be favored in three of those games? Yeah, no question about it. But like, if you're putting money on it, aren't you a little bit worried about that? Oh, my God. I, didn't, I spoke about this earlier, but I can't believe we hadn't talked more about it. 
Jack Cohn is Jack Cohn going to start at Notre Dame? I got to look that up quick because these preview mags are a little bit outdated. But if Jack Cohn is starting at Notre Dame, I'm giving Wisconsin the win. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that Notre Dame team is going to be very good. I think they lose a lot offensively. Defense will be good because I again, Marcus Freeman, objectively speaking, rules as a coach. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Wisconsin the win in that game, but man, this over under. Oh my god! I'll tell you what, Phil Steele, who has been kind of liberal in in returning players, I I don't know. I think it's a little higher than than most. Nine, three on offense, six on defense. I I no longer am scared of Wisconsin losing that game. No, no. You look at the schedule, and all of a sudden, like it kind of turns to. Well, what are? Hold on, I switched my page here. What are what are Wisconsin's crossover games? Wisconsin's crossover games are Penn Michigan, State, Michigan, Penn State, and Rutgers. Like I, I'm, I'm going to be objective here. It's going to be really hard for Michigan to win in Camp Randall this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what's your pick here? I think I, the Notre Dame has swayed me. I'm, I, I was, on, I was firmly on the under, but after going through this schedule, I think I'm going to flip to the over. I think they get ten because there's no way Notre Dame sticks with them. I don't think. I'm going to, I'm going to go over, over nine and a half for Wisconsin this year. Okay. Yeah. Same. I think they're going to go nine and three and win their bowl game. So I don't know. Actually a regular season totals do not count big 10 championship or bowl games. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, I think they're going. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. I need to amend that then. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. I I, I think they do get too. Yeah. I think um, they win week one against Penn State. That's one of the toss-ups. I, I, I just think they're going to be more ready, and they get that game at home. Well, let's, think they let's win do let, like let's, Penn State. Is, is Graham Mertz better than Sean Clifford? Yes. Yeah. Is and, Graham and Mertz defense better? Is, better. Is, is Graham Mertz better than Jack Cohn? Objectively speaking, yes, because Jack Cohn would still be there if that wasn't the case. Is Graham Mertz better than Cade McNamara? I'd say Probably. Cade, don't sleep on Cade though. He's a four-star guy too. You no, know, I'm not sleeping like, on. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just. Those are the as, three as games that probably alter the outlook of the season the most. Now, I think that yeah, Wisconsin will probably lose one of those games, which would still put them at ten and two. But again, I'll give them uh, because in this scenario, I'm picking them. I guess I'm pick. I guess I'm just speaking it into existence. I, th- I guess I'm picking Minnesota to win the West. I but, love it. So, I love it. Just wait until Minnesota beats Ohio State week one. Oh, this is so scatterbrained now because we've been doing these week <laughs> to week. But um, over Wisconsin, over, over Wisconsin, Minnesota, the over. two best teams in the switch, West. Switching my pick, Notre Dame swayed me. If Jack Cohn is starting that game, good God. Okay. Well, so, sorry, Wisconsin fans, if you are and still love Jack Cohn. So that's I two shows in a row. We're back to we're back to falling in line, right? Let's go, let's go. We got Ohio State next. That, As we both oh, think. I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm looking for when I I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep. That is our Wisconsin one. This is our 12th show as a big 10 preview and projection show. You can find our other 11 where Anthony you can find them wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else our shows are available. Social media, all the links are below, including in the description, the links to follow 
Luke and myself personally on Twitter, but you can follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. That's most that's mostly the hub where we are discussing and sharing. I say sharing ideas, but Twitter is Twitter is what it is. But that's where we're at there. Uh, join our Discord again. All, all the links for that stuff are in the description below. But so that's where you can find us. That's my that's my spiel. We've got one more of these kind of mini previews to do and then we'll do the big michigan preview on august 23rd yeah if like anthony just said if you were ever a fan of like the game threads that we used to do like live game threads uh, during the michigan games discord is just a way better version of that and it's going to be absolutely popping uh once the football games get here so make sure you join that discord you can find me on twitter at luke Gierty, l-u-k-e-g-h-i-a-r D-I. This has been our Wisconsin Big Ten preview and projections. And make sure to check out our next episode where we take a look at the Ohio State Buckeyes. For Anthony Broom, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you then.